In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds podcast. Oh yeah. Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, nerds, whatever the case may be. It is I, Jay, host of the most listened to, the most talked about, the most excellent podcast of its kind, and I can say that without hyperbole. And I am here with my co-host and stalwart companion, uh, Guardian and Watch of the... No, that's not it. Uh, what did I call... What was your title? You were... Ah, Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch. Da, 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 da. Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, Chris. And we are actually here at sunny Melbourne, Florida at the Melbourne... Toy and Comic Con, and uh, we are joined actually by store owner uh, and uh, actually uh, longtime friend, friend of the show, Rick, awesome. Rick Shea, uh, owner, uh, entrepreneur, if you will, proprietor, uh, proprietor of the establishment known as Famous Faces and Funny. So, yeah. Rick, thank you very much for. Thank you guys so much. So I, I understand that you, the store has seen some changes recently. Um, yeah, you guys have um, kind of moved, right? Uh, yeah, we uh, we moved about a little over a year ago. We had a uh, we had an unfortunate situation where someone decided to make a drive-through for comics and uh, wow. Um, crashed well, you guys don't store. offer that. What's that? You guys don't. You offer do that. not offer drive-through or drive-in service. And uh, yeah, a <laughs> little bit of a blacked-out woman uh, decided to smash the store, unfortunately. Uh, hit one of our customers, who luckily is okay. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, we ended up moving to a bigger store. We're starting the process, so we're now an 11,000 square foot uh, comic toy gaming superstore. With the, Can you imagine the, the stores How state. tough was the move? It was, uh, it was I mean, I know it's right next door, but we did it all in two days. Like, that's Good. the thing is, people were like, oh man, how many weeks is it going to take you? I mean, we did a little bit of pre moving, but yeah, we had a whole lot of two days. Granted, we probably had 60, 70 people help out and just. Hey guys, here's some pizza and burgers and this that whatever for, for hooking us up. But wow. yeah, it was a it was a definite group effort and everyone pulled their weight and you know did it came out came out really really well. We were able to reopen you know uh, just two days later. So I don't get over to the the Melbourne area much these days since since I moved away. But you, Chris, you've you've been to, you've been to the shop. You were just commenting before we store. were recording. There were it, some some it's just awesome. Um, even like. Your gaming side, you actually have a large battle arena. I mean, good yeah. God, there's you know what? How many tables? Uh, there is right. there's about there's 20, 22 tables standard, and we can actually make room for some more when we need it. But it's, yeah. it's, it's massive. Great. That's there's, great. There's a twenty eight hundred square foot gaming room. I think it's one of the biggest gaming rooms in the state, and it's uh, gives a lot more room to kind of kind of uh, spread out. And, you know, people are sitting elbow to elbow, bumping into each other, playing basketball. And then they have the other room where they keep a lot of their figures and everything like that and I kn- what I found out was you guys didn't do this on purpose but no, it was, uh, yeah. it's where all their action figures are and up on top they have this big giant like picture of Bender right. from uh, from Futurama, Futurama. Yeah. Um, the, the, the reason that came about is um, about six or six, yeah six seven years ago there was something called the Robot Love Art Show and the owner of the plaza his son was one of the people behind that so Basically, they did all sorts of stuff involved robots. We also have uh, Gur and Zim from Invaders. Yeah, one of my favorite favorite cartoons of all time. 
and um, just a lot of other cool robots, like a boombox that came to life and some other stuff like that. And it just worked out. When we first moved in, I was like, man, this graffiti's really cool. And I was a little afraid. I was like, okay, good. There's nothing that says anything fancy. Right. Have to take yeah. out or whatever. Like oh, down with comics and bring right. all nerds. There you go. Yeah, yeah you don't want that fancy. Can we get that put on a shirt? No, no. Okay. I'm getting that on a shirt, though. It says Just Us Nerds number one. There we go. We also need to get our uh, Michael Bay hates nerds shirt yeah. off the ground. I think so. I think he said some pretty disparaging things sometimes. Yes. About, uh, about some of the some of the people that are his bread and butter, but I don't understand when people kind of step on the like, We literally stood there and we wanted to do like the Kanye West and Mike right. Myers, where I'm going to look and just be like, Michael Bay hates nerds, and then he would look and go, No, he really does. <laughs> So, so um, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. What, what are you reading right now? Oh, As yeah. a comic shop owner, you, right. I mean, you have to kind of be in the know and uh, keep up with the trends. So, what, what are you, what are you reading that you're enjoying? I am uh, loving a lot of the DC Rebirth stuff. I was super excited to have Wally West back. That's yes. my Flash, and even though I like Barry on the show because it's really Wally's personality, uh, it's well, having Wally West back and having a great Titans book. That's another one. I haven't really enjoyed it. I'm a Teen Titans, my favorite team of all time. The last few launches of that book were less than stellar, to put it nicely. And uh, yeah, Titans right now is exceptional. Are um, you including New 52 I in that? I am including that especially because I, I really wanted to like what they did there, and it just well, I wasn't feeling it, and they, they had a new writer come on after, and I was like, awesome, he's old running up, and it was phenomenal, it should be great, and it was just this watered down it wasn't really for me uh, so, yeah. Ex explain a little more elaborate what what did you what you find that you didn't care for um, it just I mean it just felt like like in the the um, will fight for Titans when they relaunched that it just didn't really work for me with like the whole time they're like alright Robin what's the thing he's like okay you line up over here you line up over here you line up over here why is Robin like tricking the Titans into helping him defeat this like runaway train or whatever I was like why wouldn't he well, help his team weird too because weird. which Robin was it it was Tim Drake which is weird. Like, right. if that was if Damien. It was Damien, I get Which Damien on the Teen Titans now, the one that just yes. we off to a good start. It makes sense where he, because he is kind of a jerk compared to, like, Tim. But for Tim to pull that maneuver and be like, I'm not going to tell you guys what I'm doing. And he's like, my plan worked perfectly. And they're like, what was your plan? I almost got hit by a train. Like, what were you doing? So, that was part of my plan. Yeah, it, was, it was really silly. That's for eating my meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was just, it was, it was pretty weird where, it, to me, it just, the characters all felt out of character and it just as Titans is the proof I was like, oh man, I'm so excited this is gonna be a much better takedown and I just gave it a few issues and went, man, I'm just not feeling this one either. How do you feel about the redesigns and everything with rebirth, like I said? Um I like it. I mean I think it's uh, hands down, you gotta give DC credit. You know, even the even the biggest DC haters and people out there that just weren't supporting it. Um, DC really reached out and got a whole new audience and yeah, I, I think it's worked. They've come up with some pretty cool new looks for some of the characters or sometimes, you know, return to their old looks and kind of admitted, alright, this didn't work, this didn't work, but try this new thing that didn't make sense. And the whole like, the whole pulling Superman and Lois from the uh, the convergence thing, which convergence was a mess and one of DC's biggest mistakes, but pulling Superman and Lois uh, into the the pre fifty two Superman and Lois now in the DC Universe, I think, is pretty interesting and, and cool. You know, so yeah, it's, it's something different knowing, hey, look, this is not the version that has been around the last five years. It's something different. So the Lois and Clark thing, it works. And Superman, I think, Superman and Action are probably the two biggest. I like this now with Clark being, you know, there's a Clark running around. Right, why is he there? Yeah, how many different Supermans can we see? This is kind of, it's a little crowded, but at the same time, so far, so good. The first arc of each book has been, been solid there, so I'm, I'm, I have faith in those writers and creators and we'll see where they get from there. My only complaint with that has been just with the bringing the pre-52 
into Superman and Lois into the continuity just right. makes it so convoluted. It, it does, but it, but for me, it, otherwise you have the Superman that is with Lois, that is with Wonder Woman, like it had the last four or five years. Yeah. And the, the special, how weird is it that Wonder Woman's going, hey, I'm the Wonder Woman that's been here with Superman, now this is a different Superman that I'm not in a relationship with because he's married with a kid. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, there's an interesting dynamic going, wait a minute. If it opens the door for Clark, who is, you know, Clark and Lois, and now their son, you know, pulled out of that reality, uh, and Wally coming back, and slowly but surely, I think we're going to see other missing characters pop up, and oh, well, this character never died, and this character we never mentioned in 52, they, they, they've opened the door for some cool stuff, and that, that rebirth one-shot by Jeff Jones probably, I do the best one-shot I've read. Nope, years. I agree. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, me being a, a Titans fan as well, because, you know, I'm a huge fan of Nightwing, and I right. love having oh, that. I love... The, the older, not when they first start, but that older, more experienced team. Now, I gotta ask you, how did you feel when Wally finally gets to the team? And all he's gotta do is touch them. Right, yeah. But it's the point of, like, he gets to Nightwing, and, you know, then he touches him, and all of a sudden, and you knew he was calling for backup. Like, how did you feel? With that all coming together and finally telling the story, like you knew it was kind of happening. Right. But... Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Uh, again, using Wally as the focal point of something's wrong, something's missing, and setting up this whole thing. No one can say they said, "Oh yeah, obviously, Doctor Manhattan and the Watchmen are right." It's like, what? What in the world? You know, yeah. tying this thing in, and even Marvel admitted, "Man, if we had Watchmen, we would have done that." <laughs> so they're there, and everyone's like, "Man, how dare they? How dare they touch this sacred ground?" And they're like, "Man, no. anything can happen," and that's the excitement of the one now, shot. No one expected. That. I was gonna. Ask ask how how do you feel like I, I feel that as of right now DC is just killing it compared to DC or to Marvel and Marvel you know the do you see that actually going as well as the store? Are you seeing that going? Um, oh yeah, we we ordered um, we ordered over twenty five hundred total books for the first eleven like the the first month worth. Yeah. We ordered over twenty five hundred total like copies. They are now returnable, and I went through the list and went, I'm not returning a single book. At a month, I'm not going to pretend month wow. two, uh, month three, you know, with the second, third, fourth, fifth issues, we sent some back. But for month one, out of twenty five hundred books, I went, eh, I might have received too many copies of this of Batman one, but I can make it worth six to hold on to. Than a Batman one. Yeah, I think for sure. the, the little I have to do it, I'll hang on to it and sell them down the road because you know it's definitely a book that's not going anywhere and it's been, been a pretty good hit. Well, you know, one thing that we've been saying a lot is notice the trend lately with with comic book fans where you know now instead of the real heroes and the big heroes um people are becoming more more engrossed with you know those kind of side skirts you know i've noticed every guy is a deadpool fan every woman is a harley quinn fan how do you feel like what what do you think was that trend what do you think well i think um for for me uh, especially with deadpool and harley um those are there's so many people that love those characters they may never read a comic those characters. I just know them from the internet memes and they're like, oh look, I saw this, this cover clip or this one line thing here or whatever and it just catches fire and it's funny how many people couldn't tell you, you know. Anything about well, it. Yeah, literally couldn't tell you the, the smallest bit of their origin story. Or, or the, 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 Visually, they, they just right. know, I like this. Exactly. Oh, and I saw him and he was riding, you know, he was uh, riding a unicorn and got taco in his hand. That's funny. Oh, it's, you know, whatever. It's just some silly stuff that has caught up with an audience that has um, got into comics via a different way and not everyone that, that 
got first year's Deadpool or Harley said, oh, hey, i got to read the Harley or Suicide Squad or the Deadpool comics. But the good news is it's cool that it's out there and we're, we're in a, you know, golden age of nerddom where, where you know, movies like Deadpool and, um, and all the Marvel or DC stuff. And we have an Ant-Man movie. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, we have a, it was great. And we have a Doctor Strange right. coming. Who would have thought there's, that? Yeah, there's things that I'm seeing. Every, like, every week on TV, there's 20 hours of nerdy TV all tied to, yep. you know, mostly tied to comics that's just really, really caught on. And it's it's a golden age of, like, TV, you know, right there. Good, good, good segue, too, because recently there was the, uh, I think CW released that yep. teaser. Right. I put it on there. You, I put it, on, you with, put it up on the website. Where it has, you know, Arrow and uh, Supergirl, Supergirl, Flash, yeah, Legends of, of Tomorrow. That Superhero yeah, Fight Club. Really, really cool. Yeah. And kind of to announce that on the CW now, it's Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, it's going to be all of these And, all of and these what's shows. great is CW is making a killing because what it used to be with DC, if you guys remember, Marvel used to make the movies and they did really well. DC did the cartoons and they were phenomenal. Finally, it's kind of funny too, like DC is winning at the TV angle where Marvel is not. And they've actually had to pull... This year, they've had to grab a well-known character to try with Ghost Rider, to try to put him in there, but they kind of jacked it up already because he's not on a motorcycle. He's driving a car, you know? I think that's more consistent, though, with the current incarnation of Ghost Rider in the comics. Yeah, it is the current one who is is not as well-known as Johnny Blaze or Danny Cash. Right, but you know as well as I do, you'd want to watch Johnny Blaze. Ghost Rider's on a motorcycle, goddammit. Riding around like a Hell's Angel, whipping the chain, you know? Uh, uh, But, Chris, what would you say about this though I will admit that certainly Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I don't think is no. anywhere near the success of some no. of the DC shows but but what about your Daredevils your... well that's on Netflix yeah. that's the thing that's completely different because I'll tell you what just got released Luke Cage just got released and then next what's coming next they're doing Iron okay. Fist. Who would have thought we were yeah. doing Iron Fist show? I know, there's, there's characters showing up every Jessica Jones. Yeah. Well, I, Jessica Jones is what I was super excited about. That is my favorite thing Brian Michael Bendis has ever written. And he can write really more comics. He will probably never write anything I'll enjoy as much. Now, how that. true was that? It was pretty It was pretty damn close. And um, the as much as I love the show, and I absolutely love the show, I can't even fathom right. liking any of the other Netflix things as much as I, I love that. The And they obviously went for the best part which was the last thing as much as I loved the show I thought the show was a like 9.5 out of 10 the comic version of that, especially Body oh, yeah. 4 yeah, I think it's even better because they play off some cool stuff they couldn't quite pull off in the show about like really why you know her a real complication between her and the Avengers right like, you know, well she, she's not really, you know controlling herself so we'll see that it was yeah it was it was it was crazy so I, I'd love to see that but I feel like that would be a thing they cannot do on the Netflix budget which which really yeah. goes above no and I agree yeah. and you know and to think about what they do with what they have like I'm a huge Daredevil fan I think I'm one of the only people in the world that actually liked the Ben Affleck movie right. it wasn't yeah. terrible I didn't think it was near as bad as everyone else I've seen much worse but films. watching this right. with oh, it oh, is oh, just so good because they have more time to actually explain things right. so no, I, I totally it, yeah it, it just blows it out of the water by by comparison and 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 also that daredevil movie with Ben Affleck I think they were going for that PG 13 yeah, market right. they're so trying to win with what they had you, you can't go the tell the gritty stories like you can on that Netflix yeah. series I mean it's a brutal world that daredevil oh yeah the Punisher lived in you can't do that in a PG 13 right. way no. well they tried and then you know and and still my favorite Punisher show of all time is going to be, um, I loved Warzone. Right. Mm-hmm. I loved, Ray Stevenson did it perfectly. The problem yeah. was they didn't promote it. Right. Yeah, it just didn't. So, you know, speaking with the con and everybody here and what we're doing, I got to ask you, 
What is your big seller? What is everybody buying at your shop? Um, I mean, the DC Reboot stuff's on fire. Uh, here we are, we're getting issue seven and eight of these books, and we're still seeing crazy numbers. Um, books like books like Flash have uh, been a giant hit. Um, Titans is wet. There's, there's some books we're selling four, five, six times what we were selling before the reboot at issue six or seven, not just number one. There's, there's things like Flash where I was like, oh my god, I was selling maybe 20, 25 before the relaunch, and I've sold 150 ones and still selling over 100 copies a day. At issue seven of a bi-weekly book, and it's not, it's not slowing down at all. At, at issue seven. Right. So that, that tells us that it's not just that... It's, it's not just the first It's a good issue. story. It's, it's a good story. So, it's great. Uh, I really think it's... Jeff Johns was, was talking about... I, I forget where I had read it on an interview, but DC is really undergoing a course correction right. with oh, yeah. their storytelling, and it shows oh, yeah. in, in these stories. Oh, yeah. We, we were talking earlier as you're walking up. You, you said you've read the the rebirth issue of Wonder Woman. Uh, I can't recommend that to you enough. In love, I gotta, uh, yeah, I got to catch up on that. That's there's there's a few there's several books I want to um, catch up on a rebirth, and I just haven't had a chance. And it's just I swear it's been so crazy. And the good news is I'm super busy at the shop. That is it doesn't leave me nearly enough time to read sure. the comics I like. So yeah, Wonder Woman's right at the top of my like. All right, I'm just gonna say you know screw it, grab them all and read them all. Once no, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's been I absolutely loving it. He can't. He, he does not shut up. About there's it. there's several customers that say that is their favorite title, absolute number one title. So yeah, certainly. Yeah, and and it's I, she's one of those characters that I just think has always been unfortunately never very well defined. Right. No one really know if you if you ask, tell me the story of Batman. Right. People can do that in two sentences. Tell me the story of Superman. People can do that in two sentences. Right. With Wonder, Wonder Woman, it, it, it's a very complex, yeah. and I think you, it's part of it is the years of continuity. Oh, yeah. Well, like we were saying, sometimes she flies, sometimes she's an invisible jet, sometimes she rides a horse. You know, and you're like, okay, are you impervious or are you not? Do you use your wristbands for a reason, or are you just as strong as Superman? Which one is she? She was lady? formed out of clay and given life. Right. She's the daughter of Zeus and Hipp Hippolyta. I mean. Wonder Woman's a tough, tough uh, one to, to keep up with and make everybody happy on. So they, they've tried some other things, and some certainly haven't worked. But yeah, Greg Rucka, I do think it's kind of funny that um, that it's the only book that they're doing two different stories at the same time. Yes. Where it's every other week you're getting the, the year one or the you know or the present day yeah. story, yeah. and it's, it's cool. It's something different, but it seems to be working so far. So yeah, it's crazy. Um, the yeah, Wonder Woman's definitely been a hit, and just hands down, like I said, there's there's several customers of mine that's their favorite book or at least their favorite book. So yeah. Been a, that's been a big hit, and I know I need to play catch up. It's just a matter of sitting down and just powering through and catching up. But yeah, it's great. Uh, so far, the a lot of people were scared after a few weeks, the after a few months, the bi-weekly um, shine would wear off. But at that two ninety nine price point, I think that's a big part of the reason DC's kicking Marvel butt. And we're even with Civil War two, like we're seeing the price resistance where people are like, man, I four ninety nine for what's only twenty two, twenty three pages. Right, we were saying that. Extra, people yeah. are not feeling it, and we've never seen price resistance like we have right now. What was the first one the the first uh one sheet it was a 60 page was, comic right but a 41 page story for 5.99 right. that's, a, that's a good deal yeah. because you're getting but when the next two issues were 23 pages story 21 pages and 24 pages right it's only an extra two three four pages for an extra two dollars yeah. over dc's price which is the, the package is nice but that value wise people are like man i can buy two dc books for yep. almost the same price and they are yeah. and i mean yeah if you, if you can't walk out of a comic store with four marvel comics for and and have chains left out of your 20 dollar bill there's a problem. Right? Yeah. So people are seeing it where they go, oh, I can get 60 C books and have change, you know, out of, uh, out of you know the reverse stuff, killing it at 2.99. So I I don't see. I think there's a lot of books that are Marvel's putting.
right now to four ninety nine, even five ninety nine number one. I think they're going to see sales under what they would be if they price them more reasonably. Having their whole line at four dollars and up, I, I really think that's not the right move. They're going to see it the hard. They're, they're seeing price resistance like never before. What are the you know? We, it occurs to me we haven't really t- talked much about toys at all. Oh, yeah. And so I'm I'm wondering just Rick. I mean, what what are the big sellers that you're having right now? What's what's popular right um, now? We're doing we're still doing really well with like the DC Direct stuff. I mean, there's oh, certain yeah. figures that catch on like crazy. Uh, I have noticed that uh, same. Speaking of price resistance, DC did just bump their their prices from 25 is the standard price, and that's 28. And I don't know if it's that psychological like oh, it's 25 or under versus there's something about you hit a certain number on it. On a book, and it's like three nine nine. People are like, oh, but it's book three nine nine, four nine nine. Okay, yeah, it's not a great. I can live without it. Mm-hmm. And I think for toys, that DC price point at twenty eight dollars, I'm almost tempted to be like, we'll just, we'll just sell them twenty five, even though it costs us a little more. We're not selling as many, so maybe we need to we need to draw our own line there and say we're making less profit per. But hey, we're selling. So yeah, there's just something I think about that psychological price point of being over twenty five dollars. So, but yeah, uh, DC Direct. Some of them are still selling selling crazy numbers. I was gonna say one of my favorite lines that uh, DC's been doing are the icon figures. Oh yeah. Now the thing is, we love them, but they're a little small. Like my Batman, you know, it's almost the size of a GI Joe. Gotcha. But you know, how how do you feel like with those? I mean, I'm finding that. We're finding figures now that are coming with a lot more detail for about the same price, you know? I mean, we're yeah. finding now um, multiple heads and multiple hands is like a, 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 a staple. Yeah, know? it's like a staple. Right. I mean, that's, that's just it. Uh, DC is doing some weird... They've also got some other lines coming up, and I'm kind of nervous on how we ordered on some of those because um, some of them are like $40, $45 figures, and I'm like, what are you... I'm like, ouch, I don't know how that's going to sell. And so they're doing some kind of deluxe figures trying something new we'll give it a shot but i'm, I'm a little nervous and not exactly gonna fly off the shelves the the uh, the marvel legends series which i don't know if are those ones that you it's funny we, i don't usually see them in tradi- boutique stores right we traditionally have stayed away from that or honestly most of the stuff that that's at the chain stores just because one when we get them we will would of course sell the deadpool or the you know wolverine or whatever we mm. sell the two or three hot figures but at the price we get them at we just wouldn't uh, for us, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I can sure. Put that same amount of money into graphic novels or even even certain other kinds of toys and be able to really know I'll sell or at least sell a certain percentage that it makes sense. Whereas you know, I have ten people that all want the Deadpool figure, and I'm, I can make nine people unhappy and go, you know, because we're not exactly gonna force people to buy them by the set or whatever. So yeah, so Marvel Legends is one of those lines. I know some stores have done well with it, and some people don't mind paying the extra money when they mark off the hot figure per case. But for us, it just isn't really our business model. What, you can go into a Walgreens now. That's I know, the right? craziest. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know like... people that, yeah, that were like, oh, I was looking for this. Oh, okay, I just found it at Walgreens or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, good. So I'm glad you got what you're looking for because I don't want to be like, hey, I sold two figures out of this 12-figure case and I'm stuck with all the rest of these and no one's going to buy them because I'm losing money on it. Right? But how brilliant are the people at Walgreens? Right, I mean, exactly. how tapped in are they that, like, nerds have money? Nerds have more money than sense. We will put these figures in our stores. Yeah, I mean, it's when, when you when you got a big chain, obviously they kind of negotiate their own terms. Not quite to the degree that Walmart does, but um, bigger chains like that are able to kind of come up with their own terms to go, hey, we, we want to send back what we don't sell or X amount percentage of what we don't sell. And that's something we can't negotiate. We don't have the buying power to go, all right, we're going to do 200,000 cases, but we get to send back whatever we don't sell in a few months, or we're not paying for it until X amount, until it's sold and not sent back. So, so that's why your Walgreens, your Walmarts, your Targets, right. you're going to find those Marvel Legends Correct. there. Because they're not going to be penalized by paying. They might not get. They might get a lower discount than I do, but just like 
Retur comics used to be returnable in the newsstand. I'm, I'm under the impression at least some of the stores negotiate the terms where they have what they have, they sell out the rack, they blow out at close to what they would, you know, be charged on it, and then if that doesn't sell, then they end up going right down to, okay, we're sending it back and just getting credit, and it's something where they don't even pay until they've sent that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a really weird system that isn't, wouldn't work in a traditional comic store, but Walgreens or Walmart or whatever, of course, has the buying power to, to negotiate something. Okay. All right, excellent. Well, uh, it's it's a good time to be a nerd. I'll yeah. just say that because everywhere you go, it just it permeates everywhere. You could you could you can go to a Walgreens. You can go. You, you, you I was just it's funny because we're in October now, and so we've got Halloween coming, and so I, I, one of my favorite things to do is look on like Spirit Halloween Store and Party City. You're gonna see your Deadpool and Harley and all of that. It's crazy. It's it's amazing. It's like two thirds superhero costumes and some other stuff. Like yeah, it's amazing how. It's and I, I think like you and I are probably around the, the same age, and I, I just it, it's funny for me as someone who grew up during the time where this stuff was not mainstream. Yeah, I, only, I remember when Death of Superman came out, my, my nerdy ass wore my Death of Superman armband <laughs> to school. I don't care. I was, I, I was, I was, you know, anyone who knew me knew I was the comic guy. Right, 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 working right. Working in a store at that point. And sure enough, they were, people were like, oh man, what happened? What happened? I was like, oh, we're going to copy you guys and see it. And they were like, oh yeah, oh, I want to see it. All of a sudden, people that years and years no interest in comics, well, you know, were paying attention to it. So it's funny now these days, it's like, wait, you don't read comics? That's it's so crazy. I people have turned and look at you and they're like, "How do you not like comic books?" You know, and it's it's crazy for me because you know, in like our, our regular professions, yeah, my profession, when people look and they're like, like some of them, they're either uber comic book nerds or the other ones are like no I'm not into that right. you know but, but sure and even those people they're the first in line to the movies that's right yeah, they're going to hand this stupid out. nerd stuff you were first in line to the, the Marvel and DC movies right <laughs> like right right we'll take your money right. yeah exactly no, I appreciate so, it so this is this. I think uh, we, we interviewed uh, was it was it Jim Fern or who was it who said this is the golden age or was that you that called it somebody called it the, yeah, that we no. were in the golden age of, uh, of nerds so it's, I believe it's, it was Jim it was, uh, it was this, yeah, it's a this it's a good, golden age of nerds. It's, it's, it's a good time. It's, it's a great time to be in this business and to be able to, you know, talk about it. Like I said, for us, this is this is for us for fun. We don't, you know, we're not making any money off of this. We would love to anyway, but we don't. Yeah, uh, DC Direct, uh, Marvel Legends, uh, Loot Crate. If you're out there, uh, we, you know, we, we will chill for you. Yeah. Uh, so so just, you know, drop us, drop us a line. I am not above taking money. And drop us a line at justusnerdspc at gmail.com or like us on Facebook or like us on our SoundCloud or like us on our Instagram. Nah, look at it. Yeah, and like us on YouTube. Nah, 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 nah. Ah, I got them all. You know me. Um, so, Rick, where for for those uh, that don't know, where's your shop? Where can we find you? Where can uh, we are at 3020 West New Haven Avenue, right on the corner of Wickham and New Haven. Uh, we're only four minutes from 95, uh, right by the Melbourne Square Mall. So, pretty pretty centrally located. Um, so yeah, it works out pretty good having a having a store in an old what used to be a movie theater. And just yeah, I know Walgreens Plaza just gives a whole lot of space. To yeah. Really spread out in 11,000 square foot store. So. Bring money. Yeah. Bring so, money. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, right. Find us on Facebook. 
at uh, facebook.com slash fffcomics. That's the same space as funny. Easy, easy F-F-F-F-F-F-F. there. We got a lot of Fs. It's true. Well, we have a long name, so well, Rick, thank you so much for thank being so on much, the man. on the show. Well, welcome back. This is Jay and his stalwart companion, Chris, with the Just Us Nerds podcast. And we are joined by our very special guest and friend, Mr. Pete Pappas of Vera Comics. Yay! Hey! Thanks for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So here we are at the uh, toy, Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. Uh, this is the inaugural, inaugural yeah, Melbourne Toy. This is something that I think is going to grow into something special. They're going to hopefully have it twice a year. So, um, yeah, for the first time, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, it's been pretty good. So far, the crowds have, you know, it's been a decent crowd. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I know this area well. I have a store in Melbourne. So um, I'm surprised at how many people I know that love this stuff aren't here. So I think that with proper planning and more advertising and just more knowledge that the show exists, it's going to become a real big powerhouse. There, there are some other events you were mentioning to me that are coming up that are, you're going to be a part of those, right? Yeah. The, the, the two, maybe you want to maybe mention what what they are, and that would be kind of get people listening, kind of a, a, a kind of a coming attraction sort of thing. So they, there's one, in, or I don't know if you know the specific date. The, he, what are we going to come I don't think there's a date yet, but he might. Mike, the owner of the show, has the Orlando Toy and Comic Con, and I went to that last year in January, and he's going to have it again in January, and, it, and it's a special show. It's what this show is going to become eventually here, um, but um, that show was, it was a one-day show, but I mean, personally, I enjoyed it more than Megacon. I thought it was incredible. Oh, it's fantastic. Wow, that, that's saying a lot. That's saying yeah. an absolute lot. Where, where did they have, so this is the one that's going to be in January that yes, you're talking about. Yeah. Where so where did they have that they had last a, year? At a Holiday Inn in Orlando, by the airport. It was it wasn't a big show. It was about about the size of this room. They just happened to have a little bit more. Um, it's, it's more. It's a more established show. He's done it a few years now. So. What do you think made you? I mean, to say you liked it more than Comic Con, that's a yeah. that's a pretty big. That's high praise. What what do you think it was about it that, that you liked better? Well, it had um, top top name artists there, which was very cool. It had great vendors, including yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Um, and I also um, didn't feel as intimidated. MegaCon is so big that sometimes I feel like I'm lost. You're just kind of lost in yeah, the sea awesome. of all the like vendors I, and people. I can't say I don't have a good time when I'm there, but I just like the more intimate feeling of, of a show like this. You know, I, I totally see what you mean because, like, when I was at MegaCon, I was there for three days. It took me three days to see all of the vendors to actually get a chance to look at that. So, like, I can totally understand right. that. Yeah. So, what did you guys bring? What are some specialties that you guys brought with your... So, your, um... As far as pops go, I whenever I do a show, I've only done a few now, but um, I only bring exclusives because I feel like the, the commons anybody can get anywhere. Right. So I just bring the exclusive pops. I bring um, uh, graphic novels that I offer at 50% off just because I like to try and give people deals when they come to that thing. Like nice, that. man. And, um, I bring the cool, uh, hip new variants that are out, and uh, those you always use. Well, mystery boxes are my biggest. Yeah, song. yeah. You yeah. know, we're I, a big fan of the mystery box. I love mystery boxes, especially Hans, because a boat's a boat, but a mystery box could be anything. It could be, it be a boat. boat. Then pick the boat, Peter. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, like I say, I find that the mystery box. It's funny because most people think that it's normally just the crap they're trying to get rid of, and they're like, "Oh, that's not selling. Let's throw it in a box and charge for five dollars or whatever." But, you know, I noticed a lot of the vendors, you of course included, 
It's not the case. It's not the case at all. You can't because, first off, most of the people, I, these are the boxes I sell at my store. And the people that buy them at the store are my customers. And I do not want to make the customer upset or angry. Yeah. So I, I make sure when they buy a box, they're going to say, oh, my gosh, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a nice little grab bag. We have a little segment we do on the show sometimes that's called What's in Chris's Loot Crate. Yeah. Yeah, so loot crate. We kind of but we've actually done... Two of your crates. Sweet. We've done two of, the, of, of Peter's lip box. So I was like, oh, let's open it up and see what I got. And, you know, like I said, the ones that I've had, it's been stuff that, you know, I've either been looking for or, you know, I didn't know I wanted. Yeah. And like one of them, it was, it's it's one of those simplest little things, but it is a Superman bottle opener. But it is the of the George Fleischman cartoon. That is in my kitchen right now, and that I'll tell you, I use that daily with all of my awesome. beverages. So it was, it was something like that. I was like, this is something I didn't know I needed, but I need it. Yeah. The, the, I think what's probably interesting as in being the owner of a store like yours, kind of a genre store, is I would think you get to know your customers a lot better than probably like any other store owner would. I, I believe so. I mean... Um, I, I created this store to be a boutique too. So because it's small, um, there's a, 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 a equated to a dress store seems silly, but there was a dress store, a small boutique in New Jersey that my wife used to go to, and she used to love going in there because it was small. A lady would talk to her and offer her suggestions, and that's what I try to do with, with the, the comic no, shop. I've totally yeah, seen that. You know, it's actually funny. Is like, you know, any event we do, I told you, you put me to work, and I'll be happy to do it. And I, I love that feel. I've always I always love that. What like since day one when I've walked in, it's it's been fun. It's like, hey, what are you interested in? What do you like? What do you want to talk about? You almost get the same line as a bartender, right? Because people are almost doing confessionals too. You know, they're like, well, you know, this is what I'm reading, and this is what's going on in my life. And you remember? Yeah, I try. That's a big thing. My background is in the restaurant industry, and and people love going to restaurants and saying, well, I know the owner, and they better, and that owner better know their name. Because if he doesn't, they're gonna feel slighted. Mm -hmm. So I always try to remember everybody's name. It's a big thing for me. I try to get to know a little bit about their background too. So does that mean you have to? I mean, do do you try to keep tabs on everything that's happening with like the different comic books? Do you try to like read? Really? I, I try and read at least two or three a week. And that's hard to do, believe it or not. Well, that's busy you are. Yeah. No, 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 incredibly um, so, yeah. Um, but I do, and then what I'm... Uh, doing the preview order for a shop owner helps a lot, because before you even order, you're reading about a paragraph synopsis of every comic. Um, so You get the Reader's Digest version. Basically. So I do, I have an idea of what it's going to be about, even though I never read it. Well, what do you like right now? Like, what is, okay, so you're, you're a comic shop owner, there's a sea of yeah. comic books, but what are, what what are, are you, you reading okay. that you like? See, the funny thing is, um, my whole life has been um, DC and Marvel, superhero stuff, yeah. big Batman guy, it's number one, Spider-Man and X-Men have always been number two, still love all of them, but I'm reading a lot more Image, because, okay. yeah, those comics are so out there and so cool, and they have so some really stuff like Chew and yeah. um, um, right they, just this past like two weeks Sea Bear we've had a comic called Lake of Fire come out it's about crusaders fighting aliens oh yeah um, cool we've, we've had a uh, one called Snack Girl out that's about a fashion blogger with bad allergies and just it seems silly but so dark it's so cool. Sure, sure. Um, I'm reading something right now that's, I don't know who, I don't think it's uh, Image or IDW, but it might be IDW, but it's called, uh, I think it's called Thin. 
and it's like a horror kind of comic about you know about this this woman that's wanting to lose weight and it's kind of examining the whole uh, you know the phenomenon and culture of, of our weight obsession in this sure. country and it's and, and very much a Stephen King kind of oh, book. So I, I get what you're saying like yeah. it, it's nice to take a break from the capes and the cowls every once in a while you know and I was saying you know as well as I do one of my favorite companies right now is IDW I mean they just keep putting stuff out that I'm like you're a big oh. Rocketeer fan well yeah so for me I'm like oh I wasn't expecting to see that oh I wasn't expecting to see this and weird crossovers and all this different kind of stuff like we were talking with uh, with Mike Warren and his comic seems so interesting it's to me cool. that I was like, oh, all right, well, I think I might have to end up reading this. You know what, I'm going to sit down and actually take the time and, and do it. So with with the con going on right now, um, what, are, what are your biggest sellers? What's actually selling for you guys? What's What's been the hot one today? Um, mystery boxes. Yeah? Yeah, by far. See? Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I'm almost cleaned out. That's amazing. Yeah. It's called Thin. I, I'm sorry, I was, while you guys were talking, I was looking it up. The, the book is called uh, Thin... And it is published by American Gothic Press. So I'm, not, I'm not familiar with them. It's written by John Clark, and it's on. Uh, I, I just have issue one, but it's yeah, it's this kind of like almost sort of body horror, sort of like uh, David Cronenberg's The Fly sort of thing. Uh, so so yeah, it's um, and for those of you that were listening and interested in, in that part, but um, yeah, it's good to check out the independent stuff and the non-superhero stuff. I mean. As, as far as the shop goes, the independent stuff, the image stuff specifically, sells equally at DC and Marvel right now. So I think that, I think it's. I was shocked by it. It's a new store. A new store, a new store. So, you know, it's something that really took me by surprise. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well. Uh, Pete, I mean, it's always a pleasure always, to have yeah, you on man. the show, buddy. Like and, I said, you uh, become kind of a regular. It's it's really awesome to have you. You are. You're a guest star. I don't even think so. He's like, he's I, like, I, you I'm know. Like, I'm like uh, uh, Norm. Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like Peter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. only being like a fraction of that episode, but I'm, I'm around. Well, and what's, what's nice, like I said, is is I love having you on the show because you know what's going on in the comic book world. You've seen it. I mean, in most, most comic book, you know, stores that I've been in, it's been... Where they look at and they're like, so what's new in comic books? Batman's good. Oh, okay. Well, he know, punches whatever. criminals. You know? <laughs> well, thanks for his, that. His parents got killed. Wow. Wow. Man, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, at least, you know, or the guy who's reading his book and he wants nothing to do with you. you know? yeah. And, you, you know, you just want to throw things at them or whatever. <laughs> but um, that, like I said, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Like I said, yeah. it's a regular guest. Here. You know, like I said, you're, you're not like a, our, our special guest. You're, you're a regular guest. Regular guest. A, you, you, you know, there is there is a chair always at this table for you. There you also. go. Yeah, you know, people say I'm like a fungus. I'm tough to get rid of. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll deal with it. That's all right. That is okay, sir. You know what's also a fungus? Yeah. Mushrooms. And everyone loves mushrooms on pizza and in pasta and in other illicit uses. So, you know what? <laughs> Set. I was just trying. I was trying to work with this metaphor. Wow, that jumped the shark. Right? Easy, Chris has given me a look of it. I'm like a fungus. Yeah, I'm like, I like mushrooms on steak. Fungus so, is right. good. Uh, oh yeah, right. mushrooms are good on steak. So, <laughs> mushrooms are a fungi, yeah. and so you're a fun guy too. So, yeah, fun guy. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. This has been Jay and Chris out at the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. So we are we're signing off until next time. But uh, just keep in mind that we we got a, 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 a another event coming up uh, October 
Um, oh, that's this event. This Never mind. Oh, but we have one coming up in January. No, we do. We have another big event coming up in January. As soon so as we get everything, more more out. details as that develops, we will yeah. we will let you know. All right. Until then, bye bye. <laughs>